Good morning, good evening, where may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 455. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me, my co-host, John White. John, how's it going? Going really well, Eric. Uh, running a slight fever on Monday afternoon, but finally over it. Uh, Color of the Bay Report today. Uh, three shades of blue, not unlike what I'm wearing today. Um, three different shades of blue. I saw some sea foam, but I also saw some like dark indigo. It is, it is kind of partly cloudy today, but uh, sunny and, and nice, but I can see where you'd have some different shades. So yeah, partly feverish. Nice nice to know. I, there has been uh, the uh, October season of flu. I think uh, Kripa had flu, Tej, or, uh, Tej had flu. Uh, uh, even Julia, our film is kind of in the mode of scratchy throat land. So oh, no. where, you know why this is? It's because we're getting ready for VMworld Europe, and whenever you have to fly to Europe, it, there's just cold everywhere and I'm going to get it and I'm going to be on Sudafed and hopping my eardrums landing in, in Barcelona this oh, year. That's, that's miserable to yeah. do it right before you fly. But it is, you know, odd in the Bay because we'll get 75 degree afternoon weather but 48 degree morning weather. Right. So it's that, that temperature swing. Yeah. Anyway, on the show today, we're going to talk about VMworld Europe. Speaking of VMworld Europe, uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So we've got the whole community team here gathered, plus uh, maybe we'll get Mike Hume from Cloud City to come in. So we're going to talk about Hackathon, uh, the VExpert party, and the expert stuff with Corey, V Brown, with V Brownbag, with Jenny. Code. We got Crippa and the Hackathon plus the code booth and power sessions. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, and if Mike Hume joins, we'll we'll do a kind of a virtual tour of uh, Cloud City and get uh, everybody aware of what that is and why you might want to go visit that if you're going to be in Europe. So uh, that's on the show today. Plus we got some cool news events. So we'll talk a little bit about the news and uh, go from there. So uh, jump right into the news. Um, the, the 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 funnest news that uh, I've heard today is uh, when we talk about the vSphere 6.7 update now available, which you mentioned on last week's podcast. Uh, there is a little bit of history there, um, and I got to say, hooray! The, 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 we're we're announcing that uh, 6.7 update one, the vCenter uh, web client is now fully functional. Right, so uh, they've ported all the remaining features uh, back into it, including auto deploy, host profiles, vSphere update manager, vCenter high availability, uh, network topology diagrams, overview performance charts, everything is supposed to be in there now, right? And yeah, yeah. There's really no reason to use the C-sharp client. Obviously, that was deprecated a while back, but uh, you don't need to pop back and forth between the, H the HTML5 client and the old uh, Flex client. Um, and uh, so, yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah. awesome news. No more, no more C-sharp client, no more... Uh, Flex client, and now we're finally on HTML5 and moving forward with feature compatibility. And most of the reports back from the community I've heard has been that the HTML5 client is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we can put that one to rest. And uh, we did have a trivia question, which Graham on the chat uh, answered for us, which was, what year did we introduce the HTML uh, client to begin with, which was based on Adobe Flex and so forth? Yeah, yeah. And uh, congrats to Graham, who I think was just better at Googling than the rest of us. He came back with uh, uh, 2011, maybe in vSphere 5.0 was when the first one came out. Although first, first mentioned in the documentation that I found was uh, 5.0, yeah. Yep, so 5.0, and that was 2011. It's 2018 now, almost 2019. So eight, eight years, give or take, you know. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it took us quick. to to get that. Fortunately, this is the last time we ever have to mention a web client ever again, and that's the last time they ever talked about a web client. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That not. is the number one thread, uh, by the way, on the MCN communities and forums. Is uh, that one? I think has like twenty-three thousand posts or some huge number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which we just let run, right? You know, it's it's it, it's there. People still jump in, have conversations almost daily on that thread, right? So hopefully now important. we. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. to to see what issues people actually have with it, and right. I'm just I'm glad to work for a company that doesn't. That's uh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. We just kept at it. Now it has been complex because we have so many different product suites now, twelve different product suites, give or take, and all of those need to be in the client. So we've had different priorities on different features and different things to to bring it up, and it's a kind of a huge moving company now with. Um, a, a multi-complex environment where we're trying to make things work for different customers. So I get why it takes a little bit longer. I remember at the time being in these meetings, you know, looking, going, yeah, this is going to take us like five years right? mm. you know, to, to bring everything together under one pane of glass where there were not only feature comparisons, but there was also just we would acquire companies and then have nothing to plug their their, right. their clients into, and so we were just left. And there was the all the uh, C sharp plugin capability that needed to you know make it over. Yep. We had partners that were building plugins. Remember the days? So I, I want to say hooray and you know, pop champagne bottles and and say hey maybe we'll put that number one thread on BMTM to yeah, bed. Yeah, that right, thread right. is now archived. Right, no, right. not yeah, not really. Not really. <laughs> but but you know what's going to happen is they're going to ask us how are our numbers doing? How are our forum posts doing? How's the community doing? And we're going to see a drop in our numbers and somebody's going to yell at us going, "Hey, how come you're seeing less activity in the in forums?" Drop in complaints. I'm like I'm like, "Yeah, exactly. That's our goal is to take community down to zero, which means it's just, <laughs> it basically works and nobody has to talk about anything." So there you go. So that's a that's a, that's one news item. Um, I have a couple other smaller news items. Women who code in India. We are, we're making an investment in that organization to bring 15,000 women uh, back from uh, motherhood back into the coding environment. So mm-hmm. let's say you you went to university, you, you 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 got technical, then you start to raise a family, your kids grow up. What do you do? Right? You need to be you know retrained back into current tech. Sure. So we're investing in with women in code to build programs that uh, uh, enable women who might have dropped out of the workforce who want to come back in and do some exciting stuff to be able to take some training and you know update their software engineering skills to be able to come back into that. Plus, we're doing a uh, uh, I think a two billion dollar investment over two years, so a billion a year uh, in uh, infrastructure and. Uh, in in India for development org and sales offices and all that. So we did not only investment in women, but also investment in uh, in in our company infrastructure inside of the. It was really exciting to see. I, I don't know if um, you know people watch the news or not, but uh, Pat Gelsinger actually met with I want to say the Prime Minister of India. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and talked about that two billion dollar investment. It it's pretty intense, and uh, you know we have a huge footprint there, but obviously that's going to grow. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, globally, globally, I, I look at uh, followers and people I'm chatting with uh, online, and there's a lot of India uh, now that's coming online that uh, like to meet everybody and engage with them. So it's, it's kind of fun, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. 
All right. Well, that's the that's the the two big the vSphere 7.1 FDA one parity, and then obviously our investment over there. Uh, if you're listening to this and uh, you're a V expert or you want to uh, be a V expert, the nominations are going to open up again in November this year. And we also have a platform called advocacy.vmware.com. If you're listening to this and you want to join the advocacy.vmware.com uh, uh, platform to get threads, uh, just come. Uh, send us mail, uh, enielson at vmware.com or Eric and I Pro on Twitter, and uh, we will we will get you in, and uh, and uh, and and you'll get streams of great content that you can one button publish out into the uh, out of the ecosystem, and all these news events that we go through uh, are are available. So um, feel free to send us mail and get on that platform if you're not already on it. We invited all of the experts a couple of years ago, so yeah. a lot of the experts have had uh, invitations, and uh, and yeah, if you want to. All right, so with that, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end the news segment, and we'll start talking about uh, what's happening at VMworld Europe. So we've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, just to highlight again, we got, we're going to go through today all the European activities that we have on. Um, Hackathon, we'll talk to Kripa. The Expert Party, we'll talk to Corey. V Brownbag, we'll talk to Jenny. And then Cloud City, we're going to talk to Mike Hume. And Mike Hume, very busy man as he is, is in the uh, show uh, podcast room with us right now. And I'm kind of happy about that. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Mike first about Cloud City. And uh, just to give some backdrop as uh, we get started here, Cloud City is a kind of a big community area that we have at uh, VMworld, much the same as we have the, the code area as well as the vBrownBag and VMTN area. Uh, we have Cloud City area. And one of our goals for Europe is to get people to come by and check out the Cloud City area. And so I thought we would just, uh, we've had Mike on and talk about AWS stuff in the past. So Mike, welcome to the show. Give Great, us the one you. minute elevator pitch. What do you do at VMware? And then we'll talk about Cloud City. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. So I've been a part of VMware for almost nine and a half years now. So I've uh, been, been here really uh, throughout a, a lot of the generations of this company. And um, I've been focused on the last year and a half on our overall cloud strategy and our entire portfolio, everything from what we're doing in the data center to VMware Cloud on AWS with our 3,000 VMware Cloud provider partners around the globe, and all the things we're doing around cloud native apps and cloud services. Right, so, uh, so quite a bit. I mean, I, I definitely see us turning into the, a cloud company with all the products, especially now that I'm going to AWS reInvent and running a booth there. You know, you get into all the stuff we have in cloud, and it's actually pretty impressive, right? I don't think most of the ecosystem knows all the components that we actually have, and that we have some things that are just completely nothing to do with vSphere right, versus right. things that obviously we have VMC and AWS, which everybody knows about, right, give or take. Uh, and then there's these other things, these acquisitions we're doing on a regular basis. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the last, last 18 months have been really tremendous, really, when you think about where we right. were at that point. To where we are now around cloud, uh, really rich portfolio. Everything for hybrid cloud, everything for multi-cloud and cloud uh, in native public cloud environments, and a ton of things happening around Kubernetes. Um, this is uh, not something that's new for us, but it's certainly expanded significantly just in the last six months. And right. I'm really excited to share all of that. Right, and, and and as we all transition into cloud-aware administrators and IT right. practitioners and consultants and architects, uh, this is just kind of an expansion of our role, right? And and it's kind of cool because we get to go along with the cloud party, right? Like right. there's been some of us that have been like 
uh, we're, we're stuck in virtual land and this is our bread and butter. This is how we make as much as we do. And every move I make, I'm going to make less, right? I'm gonna, right. So I'm uh, scared to make a move, learn new things because <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to make less to every move. I remember Sun Microsystems was in that. So whatever move you made, you were worried you were just going to not sell Spark anymore and make less. But in this case, VMware's making investments in just cloud everywhere and they got really good products and really good services. So now we come back to Cloud City. Uh, cloud City is an ecosystem. It's a cool white booth, but you know, why does a practitioner want to make sure they spend an hour of their life going through Cloud City? What do you got there? Yeah, well, we really want to do something different with Cloud City. And so we, it's something that we piloted in Las Vegas. It's a brand new concept for the way that we approach attendees at uh, any of our VMworld events because it's really oriented around the way that they're using the technology. We're not trying to just show you, hey, here's a cool capability or here's a cool new innovation, although you do get exposed to that. It's all really built around the way that our customers are using these technologies. Yeah. So when you think about most of our customers, what they want to do is they want to migrate to the cloud. So there's great ways that you can interact with really the full portfolio of products, not just a single product, but multiple, multiple products that really make up that ability to migrate to the cloud really quickly and easily, whether it's to AWS or one of our cloud provider partners. Maybe you want to scale on demand for things like disaster recovery, and you want to see what it would be like to really interact with all of these uh, capabilities and products as you were scaling on demand. You can do that too. In a self-service environment, you can talk to our experts, you can talk to other customers or partners. Um, you can look at how it would feel to really integrate cloud operations using the cloud health portfolio. Or you can really play with this technology in a way that's set up around um, building or modernizing applications for cloud native uh, application environments. So it's built around how people use that technology. Again, very self-service, um, very interactive, um, and then there's people there that can help walk you through things and really talk to you about what you're trying to accomplish. So you know, one of the things that worked really well in Las Vegas, this is what we loved, was that people were coming in. We know there's tons of demands on everyone's time, and people are getting pulled to education sessions and keynotes and other things that they want to do across VMworld. But people were spending upwards of 20 and 25 minutes just you know, in Cloud City because they wanted to get in deep with the technology. That's kind of unheard of in a booth where you're just sort of coming in and coming out, getting a lightweight exposure. So we really feel like people were getting a ton of, of value out of their time there. Right, and actually I, I had a really good conversation with Linda Britt around uh, the experience, kind of like what we did at, at, with Code and what you're doing with Power City, which is, which is you want, the, the technologies are complex enough now that you actually want to spend time with not only content, but with people and descriptions of what's happening. And you actually want to go someplace where you can, you know, stand, talk, and engage, as opposed to what we've done at VMware traditionally is you go to a session, right? There's 100 people in the session. They have good conversation. They, they explain it, but then everybody files out, and you're kind of disconnected again, That's right. right? Then you go take a hands-on lab over at a different place, right. and then you file out, right? And so you don't actually have... So what we did with the code and I, booth and what I'm seeing happening with Cloud City and what I'm talking about Linda Britt in for future events is this notion that I go someplace where you get immersed in the problem statement, right, or the value proposition of what I'm trying to learn. Either I'm trying to learn DevOps and code, so I go there, there's sessions, there's labs, there's people, you have conversations, you get the, you know, and you can relax and engage with people around that subject, right? Uh, yeah. and, and I see Cloud City being that, that exact thing. If I wanted to spend time learning about cloud in a place where there's people, technology, and things to learn, 
that's why I go there. Right? Yeah, that's exactly right. right. And even the people right. that we've asked from the VMware side to come in and be experts are the ones that you typically find as part of a consultation. You know, they right. might be right. from our professional services team or our CTO team. And those are the guys that are going to spend that time really engaging with all the attendees. Um, you know, if you find something interesting, you want to talk about your problem, there's a little collaboration space. You can go off to the side and whiteboard some things. So what we want it to be is where customers are really coming to us with their opportunities or their challenges. Um, some of the people that, that were there were saying, gosh, I didn't really think cloud was for me. I thought it was either I'm going to stick with VMware or I'm going to be right, eaten exactly. up by the cloud. Right, and, right. They, and they left going, oh, wow, look, I can actually do you know, both right. of these things. I can right. stay in VMware and leverage all of that knowledge and the things that I know and the tools that I have, and I can be extremely cloud you know, right. su successful in the cloud. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's just because I'm a marketing guy or I want to yeah. market. I'm actually just legitimately, yeah. I walk away going like, once I've learned this and spent time here, I'm like, wow, we really got, yeah. and, and, and even the cloud vendors like Amazon, IBM, and others are, are kind of coming to us going like, this makes sense. Yeah. VMware can provide all this added value in our cloud environment, right. and we need a software vendor like this to provide the infrastructure across the clouds and on our cloud specifically, right? So it, well, it, it makes sense. To that point, um, IBM Cloud and AWS will actually be a part of Cloud City. So there'll be very specific time frames where you could come in and actually speak directly to them uh, about, you know, how does VMware and AWS work together? How does VMware support the IBM Cloud environment? What are the cool things that we're doing together that make this right. a really unique opportunity, you know, around these these ways of utilizing the VMware Cloud portfolio. Right, right. Which I got to give uh, VMware a lot of credit in, you know, marching us forward in the places we need to be, right? Which I have this investment. I make a lot of money because I've invested 10 years of my life in the, the, the VMware portfolio, right? And taking that portfolio along with us as individuals on this journey.